It really was transformative and it's really streamlined and made us extremely efficient. It's time to rethink everything, to redo the rule book, to explore smarter ways to work and rediscover what's possible. It's time for a fresh take on how technology and creativity are changing the way work gets done. I'm Susan Campbell, and this is The Big Rethink. The fundamental goals of police work have not changed, but the methods used by police today certainly have. Police departments worldwide are embracing cutting-edge technology to enhance their operations and achieve their goal of improving public safety. Technology is changing how law enforcement agencies operate, from network upgrades to dispatch center digitization. New Jersey's Fort Lee Police Department is a fantastic example of using technology for the betterment of its citizens. On this episode of The Big Rethink, we speak with Lieutenant Thomas Porto about how the Fort Lee Police Department is creating a safer future for its population. It's great to have you on the show, Lieutenant Porto. Thank you, Susan. There's so much going on in law enforcement today and in technology. What a great place to be. Absolutely. Uh, We're making a lot of strides, giving uh, cutting edge technology and resources to all the officers on the street at the street level to, to try and coordinate a rapid response and to enable our officers to to serve the community the way that they expect to be. So uh, how did you get into where you are in your position today in terms of um, leading this digital transformation for your department? Yeah, so New Jersey is uh, it's a strange little place with law enforcement and the way that we come into technology and, and, and the role that I fill, right? As you know, New Jersey has many, many municipalities and we're kind of broken up. So Fort Lee is a little tiny uh, two and a half square mile town. Wow. But it's big. I mean, it's small geographically, but it's a big. Yeah, so we have uh, about 40,000 residents in in the census. Wow. Uh, We're staffed with about 100, we have a 100-man department. Um, And we have, you know, the tallest high-rise in New Jersey, 47 stories. There's two of them. And we're we're densely populated as New Jersey, as Fort Lee is the gateway to New York City as we host the George Washington Bridge. There's 300,000 cars that traverse that bridge every day. Really, the, the biggest challenge we have is not only crime, but our residents really complain about traffic. So sure. So we have, uh, you know, we're using adaptive traffic si- uh, signals that are that's a smart traffic system to try and alleviate traffic around the bridge area. You know, trying to get people to their destination quicker, and, and we're using all tools that we have in order to make this possible. Right, and keeping that f- traffic moving probably helps reduce accidents, also. It does, but we've we've learned with modern technology and, you know, like we were discussing Waze, as you move traffic, Waze only creates more traffic because they'll start diverting all this, all this traffic that used to be just staying on the the highways going towards, towards New York City. Right. Now they're trying to traverse all the side streets because that's what Waze is telling them to do. Interesting. Wow. So we've got technology working for us and in some cases working against us there. Yes. Tell me a little bit more about how you got into the technology space. Yeah, so uh, it was about 12, 13 years ago, I was asked to take the role of overseeing our technology deployment. And I've always been interested in it. The department, the chief at the time had asked if if I would take over the role. And as you know, in law enforcement, you never turn down an opportunity because they'll just never ask you again. So right. 
So I took uh, I took on the challenge and I've grown. I've, I started as a police officer, then I was moved to a, as a detective, then I got promoted to sergeant, and now I'm, I'm a lieutenant. But I'm still my job function really hasn't changed. Yes, I have more responsibilities. I oversee more people, but if you break everything down, I am still uh, managing all IT related stuff. You know, one of the reasons why I wanted to to take on the role was I was still a, an officer at the time, but I was basically the, the decision maker for IT and okay. and you know IT basically is transformational in right. a, in an agency so i was able to make huge transformational change without being the chief right because the chief at the time he was older right and and they really didn't necessarily understand technology so any decision i made basically was the way that it went right obviously with their approval but right but that's but, a nice position to be yeah. in so I was able to transform the department pretty quickly without much interference from the administration. They kind of trusted me and we're definitely well ahead of where we, we were, so. Yeah, and I think the, the benefit of being an officer, right? You knew what needed to be addressed, what problems needed to be solved. How did you kind of start that transformation? What'd you take on first? Being a patrol officer, that's your office in that car. In that car. Right. Um, we've always had laptops. We've always had tough books in our vehicles. We've always were able to do reports in the vehicles for roughly 15 or 20 years at this point. So we've been doing a lot of stuff that other departments still aren't even doing. I guess one of the initial things that, that we implemented was electronic ticketing. That was a, a system that we went and we did demos and looked at a bunch of products and we implemented it probably about 2011. You know, it's one of those products that all the efficiencies you gain, not only from the officer aspect, but from the agency perspective and all the the manual entry of data right. that you save, as well as making it safer for the officer, right? You want to minimize that contact. One of the most dangerous parts of a patrol officer's job is is during a motor vehicle stop. Right. So you want to minimize that contact. Traditionally, if you had to write more than one summons, you were handwriting your your heads down and you're right. writing multiple multiple summonses over the course of several minutes. Right. Where now it's you could print out five summonses in, in a matter of probably a minute. So it really minimizes that contact. Make sure their eyes are up and they're able to see if there is if there happens to be a threat or something that may be life threatening or right. changing. And so you have a you mentioned the force is about a hundred officers. Yes. And so I'm sure rolling something out, new technology out to 100 different people has got to be a challenge. It absolutely is. And back in 2010, we had a, we had a, a fairly older department. Now we have a relatively young department that expects technology to work. They expect certain things and definitely been a challenge back then. And now it's a challenge yeah, now. Dynamics to, change, but still challenge. Yeah. <laughs> the older generation might have been resistant to technology and the younger generation wants it to work better, faster. Yeah. Yeah. Seamlessly. Absolutely. What does an onboarding process look like for the law enforcement agency when you're bringing on a new technology? You have to run it through all the approvals, but then when you go to roll it out, how, do, how does that happen? I think it depends on the system that we're rolling out. If it's an agency-wide type of deployment, you know, some things that we've moved, we moved to electronic scheduling. Uh -huh. uh, that was a huge feat, uh, moving from a paper schedule to a fully electronic. Not only was it transformative for the officers, but it was also transformative for the agency as far as all of the other processes that changed. Right. And we probably started the project in 2011. We didn't go live until 2014. We had a change in administration and we had a new chief in 2013. So we kind of wrote out that year and he wanted to go live in 
January of 2014. Right. As we rolled out the product, we realized that there were some things that weren't necessarily being done the right way. So anything electronic, you can't deviate, right? right? So you have to make sure that process works the right way. But sometimes, especially with scheduling a 24 by 7, 365 multiple schedules. Sometimes they'll work Monday through Friday, but right. maybe it'll be a day shift and on a Wednesday they're working an evening shift. So trying to get all that into an electronic system was not necessarily easy, but now it's easy, right? And then just to get back to your question, how do you train everybody? That was agency-wide from administration to to supervisors, to the patrol officers, to our dispatch center and our civilian personnel. And they all run different roles. We right. had our records department, uh, they do our payroll processing. So they had to learn a different function, but it also streamlined a lot of their stuff. From the supervisors, they were approving overtime. We had paper sheets a lot. Everything was paper, so now it's all digital. So their whole process changed in trying to train them on, on how to get it. And then buy-in from the officers and buy-in from the detectives. And even now sure. everybody, they, they have this schedule right on their phone. And the visibility that brings to the whole process, right? From all those stakeholders you described, whether it's payroll or the officers or dispatch or scheduling, like everybody can see, oh, here's who's on schedule and here's, you it's know. Live. It's live, it's 24 by yeah. seven. I could check it right now. And yeah. it's, it's a tool that I used to have to print out for administration, 11 by 17 oh, man. sheet yeah. for 30 days and give it to the captains of patrol wow. or that handle the schedule. Right. And they would just, you know, use pencil and <laughs> scratch off. And if you needed a day off, they got really angry, especially if it was last minute because you would have up to go yeah. upstairs, talk to a captain. He would have to go get the book. And it was extremely inefficient. I remember on the weekends, we would have to print out sheets and then bring it to the chief's house and put it in his <laughs> mailbox. You know, and that was only 10, now maybe 13 years yeah. ago at this point. But now everything is extremely efficient and it's on everybody's phone and they're able to put in for days off. And the new guys will never appreciate it because you know they expect it now. Right. But the, the older generation of never being able to get the day off or having to, you know, drive that schedule. Someone got to tickets the... to a Yankee game <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm trying to get now I could just put in for the day off and make a phone call. Right. Whereas before you you weren't able to do that. Do you think that also helped the different divisions or the different departments have a better understanding of who does what and work a little better together? Do you think it brought them together at all to you or no? I think it's given us a lot of flexibility as far as we weren't able to adjust anything. Right. And only captains were able to give days off back then. Okay. And, and we've seen everything kind of loosen up, right? And now, now lieutenants could give days off, which would have never happened before. Right. And sergeants are able to approve last minute time off based off of the circumstances. So from a captain level of working Monday through Friday, and you have to make sure that he's, you find them in his office to get a day off Wow. to having the ability to get a day off has been really, really, I think, a positive thing for the department yeah. and for all the, the employees that work with us. So you've certainly made the experience of the officers better from a working perspective, and, and that's got to be very rewarding. I would imagine you would want to help other departments get through that digital transformation. What, what advice would you give some of the departments that maybe haven't crossed into this digital world yet that are still maybe using those kinds of paper and antiquated systems? What advice would you give them to, to start the process? I would do your homework, look at all the products, you know, reach out to other departments that are running those products. As you know, we're part of the that Law Enforcement Advisory Council. That group itself has really transformed the way that I work because, you know, we we're talking about personnel side, but some of the technologies that are out in the field and the video camera systems and ALPR and all those bleeding edge technologies, we as a group all run and we all talk to one another. And right. 
And these guys and girls that are part of the group are at the top of their game and, and they're leaders within the whole nation, right? So we have this tremendous wealth of knowledge and group. Yeah, yeah it's a think tank and, and we're all on text with each other as a group. That's great. And you, know, you could t ask me what's the best product for X and I'll just ask the group and, and for the most part, I could give you an answer in quite a short amount of time. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining today. I really enjoyed today's conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Before we sign off, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can help us grow by visiting our feed on iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe. Or if you've listened on Spotify, be sure to hit follow. That's it for us. I'm Susan Campbell, and that was another episode of The Big Rethink. <laughs>